Hi, this is Max. I'm here with Dan. Hello. And Scott. Hello. And Bill. Hi. And Daniel Reem. Hello. And we got about 20 minutes-ish into recording this episode and then realized the recording had stopped right around 45 seconds in. Um, So we're going to record a new uh, intro and maybe a little bit of putzing around. Um, But uh, just so you know, you're going to get dropped in on the deep end a little bit of... uh, we're going to be talking about a follow-up to Dan's sermon, um, doing our sermon roundup for the week, and mm-hmm. uh, and we'll be talking about how to prioritize God in a practical sense um, to sort of push away from um, passivity. To push away from passivity by prioritizing in a very practical way. Um, so you'll get to hear the tail end of that conversation. Um, but you know we have sponsors; they paid for these spots, so we got to read them out. <laughs> Um, so I paid big money for the young family spot. That's Literally. exactly right. So welcome to the Bloomingdale Church podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bloomingdale Church podcast. It's super weird. I just stopped talking and then started talking again. It's all it's all fake ladies and gentlemen. My name is Max Terman. I am your moderator, and I am here today with Esposo de la Pastora, Dan Marcello. Woo! <laughs> yes. It's like deja vu. With worship director, Scott Reed. Yes! Hello. With the once and future tozer, Bill Calvin. <laughs> and administrative pastor, special guest, Daniel Riemann Schneider. Yes! Yeah. Um, well, this is odd because we already prayed once, is it weird? How does how does God feel about us praying again, Bill? Is I'm it sure odd? he's fine with it. <laughs> I don't think Only you can ever pray again. No more prayer. <laughs> well, Bill, will you pray for us then? Yeah. Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you that you're with us. We pray your spirit fills us for all that flows through the rest of the day, and we pray good things come from this podcast. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 All right, Scott. <sighs> Trying to find a good one, but I'm well, struggling. I can, in the meantime, I can read our sponsor. Uh, Would You Rather and our sermon roundup that you'll get to hear the second half of is brought to you by Young Families on Sundays. Sunday needs a pick-me-up? Here's your chance. This one-hour class is packed with great content, icebreakers, memes, and time as parents to check in on one another. As a bonus, the pack, the fourth through sixth graders, and children ages three through third grade will also be meeting during that time in their own groups for learning and playing out on the lawn. Young Families on Sundays, August 30th through September 27th from 9.45 to 10.45 a.m. in the portico. To learn more, visit bloomingdalechurch.org slash young-families. Worth pointing out, uh, bloomingdalechurch.org slash young-families doesn't actually take you to information about it. It takes you to the 2015 Young Families Advent Guide. (laughs) If you and your family (laughs) are looking for some Christmas spirit in August, go to bloomingdalechurch.org slash young-families. All right, we'll have to look into that. Uh, Nita listens to the show. It'll get fixed. Um... Scott, I've stalled long enough. Well, right. we should we could interview Daniel. Daniel, welcome. Hello. 
All right, Scott, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max, this one's only for you because oh, I can't find a good one. Boy. And because it's also, it's weird finding a would you rather question after the podcast. I know. Because we've talked about like real things. So. <laughs> so we can't go back. And so it's hard to go back to ridiculous. But here's my question for only Max. And no. it's would you, and there's a reason that only you can answer it. <laughs> would you rather marry someone with the exact same personality type as you or oh. the complete opposite personality type? So as you? topical. Very no. so. Um, well, so uh, Daniel, what's the opposite of an ENFP? Is that an INTJ? That's you. It's an ISTJ. It's me. ISTJ. It's you? Would you rather marry me or marry you? (laughs) 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 The last... The last eight years of friendship. I just want to clarify. I don't want to be roped into this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late. There's the right answer. Well, let's... Shush. (laughs) Jerry Seinfeld married himself in terms of appearance. What? Yeah, you look at his wife when they oh. got married. And she's like, Good grief! It's just an, another what? Jerry Seinfeld. Wow! Really? Sorry, yeah. Mrs. Seinfeld. If you're listening, really looks like a man. Um, Maybe Jerry looks like a woman. All right, Max. Enough stalling. If it's good enough for Jerry Seinfeld, no, I need to marry somebody who's at least a J. Yeah, I don't I mean, care about the, the don't care opposite. about the rest of it, but I need it to be. Changed. All right. <laughs> Otherwise, my life's going to be one long, confusing disaster, just like this show. <laughs> um, all right. Well, does anybody have any uh, thing they want to leave the listeners with before we drop them yes. off with our past selves? Listeners, if you'd like to send would you rather's or the other thing or J typed women, <laughs> the podcast, <laughs> email podcast at bloomingdalechurch.org. <laughs> Was it all building to that? No. Is that why you asked the question? No, it wasn't, but it is now. Dan, you have any words of wisdom before we drop them off with past Max, Dan, Scott, Daniel, and Bill? Enjoy the show. Final thoughts about prioritizing, about, you know, really taking physical tangible steps to keeping God where he belongs. <laughs> well, I've started something new the last couple of weeks. I do a lot of reading, but these last couple of weeks it's been okay. Read the Bible first and then go to the other stuff. And I'm finding this enjoyable. Hmm. And that way if things just start caving in or there's an emergency that comes up, all right, at least I got the Bible, mm-hmm. the most important mm-hmm. book read today. Yeah. I, I know I'm going to read in the course of a day. It's just a matter of how much. Mm. So I like this priority of read the Bible first. Start with that. The other things just seem to flow pretty well. Mm. You might be thinking, why weren't you reading the Bible first anyway? The Bible that I'm reading is giant print. So I can see the print even when my eyes are tired. And so I'd say, okay. Read the small print stuff first, and then when your eyes are getting tired, you've got this giant print Bible. Mm-hmm. But two, three weeks ago, it was like, no, just read the Bible first and let it fly with the other stuff. In my world, that's just solved with a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's get into topic of the week. Topic of the week this week is brought to you by the Ipsat course. Each of us has a unique identity profile because God knew we would need it along with the power of the Holy Spirit to do the good works prepared in advance just for us. The Ipsat course is a guided discovery and coaching experience designed to help you understand the kingdom resources that God placed in you 
that set you apart. Learn what you do best, where you have gaps, and how to communicate that information with others. The IPSAC course, Sundays from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., September 20th through November 1st. For more information, visit bloomingdalechurch.org slash IPSAT dash course. How did I do? That was great. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is like the first week we've ever had where our sponsor has actually been like directly tied to Topic of the Week, which is very Ooh, exciting. I know. That is cool. We're making it. I'm, I'm impressed with the, the read over there, the voiceover. That's pretty <laughs> 26 weeks of practice, baby. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, as a little bit of background, um, the IPSAT is... Uh, I've got this is my this is my test because I got my teacher sitting across the table from me. But, You're good, buddy. Um, <laughs> IPSAT is identity profile self assessment thing. Cool. <laughs> cool. I like the thing. Actually, there it is. It's actually it starts with a um, that's made up of five different <laughs> assessments um, between Myers Briggs uh, personality assessment, the Clifton Strengths Strengths Finder, and and some personal, uh, uh, spiritual gifts and, and things like that. Um, and it's all about how these assessments individually and combined sort of give us this picture of our, of our personal identities and, and starts to help us lean into who God you know, made us to be. Um, so for Topic of the Week this week, uh, we're talking about the very first assessment of that. Just to give a little background on the, the MBTI, the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, uh, it's really centered around four basic questions, um, and those four questions are, where do you focus your attention and get energy? How do you take in information? What kind of information do you trust? How do you make decisions? And what is your attitude towards the external world slash how do you prefer to to live? Uh, and so really what the MBTI and the personality section of the IPSAT is to talk about is sort of your preferred way of engaging with the world that is most natural and thus gives you the greatest opportunity for impact. Um, one of the core aspects of the, of the IPSAT is leaning into your areas of strength helps you grow faster than leaning into areas of weakness. So with sort of that context, let's start out really simple. Can we go around and, you know, our listeners are going to have basically the whole spectrum of familiarity with Myers-Briggs and with the IPSAT as a whole um, but to take it a little bit slowly, let's go around and say sort of that four-letter personality type um, that we have. If you want to say a sentence or two about what that means to you, I would absolutely welcome that. Um, but I can start out, I could say uh, I am an ENFP, which is sort of described as like the, the campaigner, and it's defined by sort of uh, enthusiasm and creativity and sociability. Um, that's me. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, <laughs> so I am an ISFJ, which is called the Defender, a dedicated and warm protector, always ready to protect my loved ones. Mm. Scott? Um, so yeah, so this is a, a difficult uh, thing for me because I, um, I know that I'm an introvert. I'm an I, and I know that I'm judging. That's a J. So I'm an I something something J. And when I took the Myers-Briggs personality test, like, my freshman year of college, they didn't just give you your results, but they gave you kind of, like, where on the scale you fell, which was super helpful. And for the two middle ones, I was, like, really close to the middle. And so I think most recently, what was that? It might have been for the upset. I can't remember. I think I got, I. it was either ISFJ or INFJ, but I'm pretty confident I'm an ISTJ. 
which here says logistician, practical and fact-minded individuals whose reliability cannot be doubted. So don't even try. <laughs> it doesn't say don't even try. I think that's a funny way to phrase it. It cannot be doubted. Cannot be doubted. <laughs> Scott, to comment on that, if you if you're looking at your results, if you're between 40 and 60%, you're kind of in that middle and you can go either way. Mm. So if you go to 16personalities.com, there's a free test there and they'll tell you their, your percentage. Oh, cool. That is helpful. I don't know if I knew what the percentages meant. Yeah. Daniel? I am an INTJ. So the words that come to mind for me are big picture, curious, and get things done. Mm. Bill? I'm an ENTJ. <laughs> okay. I love this first word, commander. (laughs) (laughs) Bold, imaginative, and strong-willed leaders always finding a way or making one. And I remember when I took this many years ago, I was so ENTJ. It was like whatever they would show the axis, it was as far into that as it could humanly be. (laughs) And then I took it again years later, and it was softening a lot and getting more into the middle hmm. which i take as a good sign really yeah. you, know, you get mm-hmm. way out there i mean you're basically patting you know and, and you've got your gun ready so. <laughs> um well then let me jump in with like the weeks like the basic question of the week as a as Patton, as the commander bill like how do you see that how do you see your personality like play out in in life but also like in in your ministry as well in your role as the associate pastor? The credit goes to David. David set this relationship up in church work in such a way that I have a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. And then with that freedom, you can be bold and just run with it. And the other thing that was done right from the beginning really well was our jobs do not overlap a whole lot. Sure. So that we're not stepping on each other's toes all the time. Sure. There are a lot of different kinds of ministries, and those ministries are run and inv- run by and involve a lot of different kinds of people. And going around, I think we all have different personality types. I want to talk a little bit about the specifics of, of how God is using your particular personalities in your unique roles. Um, so I, I believe that... Uh, Bill, you and I are the only ones who had an E, which is extroversion. How do you see your extroversion, um, really that, that draw towards focusing your energy on, on people? Like, How does that fuel your, your ministry? My ministry especially involves outreach and assimilation. Sure. So the assimilation part, where you're trying to bring people into the full life of the church, you've got to be extroverted to reach out to them. And even if I don't feel like it in the moment, it's, no, you just really got to, you got to get on the ball here. Mm. 90% of the time, I really feel like it. I see a guest, I want to meet them. I want to find out who they are and reach out to them. Mm. So that's what I love about being in the ministry. You get to do what you really, really feel called to do with your life. Yeah. And then on the other side of the channel, Dan talking about being introverted, mm-hmm. like you still run a ministry and like mm-hmm. you don't run it like Bill Calvin, you run it like Dan Marcello. Like how does being introverted like yeah. play out in your I think ministry? us introverts get a bad rap sometimes if people say, <laughs> introverts hate people. It's not true. 
It's just well, well, that's weird. that's not why they hate people. <laughs> True, I don't hate people. I love people. But the difference between introvert and extrovert is an introvert, uh, the party going on, they're like, we want to keep this thing going and be around people. I'm thinking it's getting late, and I want to <laughs> go home and read a book. <laughs> and so, like, I really, I, I love people. I love being around people. I love mm-hmm. doing what what Bill's saying too. Yeah. It's just a matter of where do I, how do I get recharged? Hmm. So I'm making sure that I, I do those things that will help me get recharged. And hmm. um, not that being around people can be energizing too, but at the end of the day, uh, I get energized by alone time, and that's okay. Yeah. Another thing to think about for me is I really like and care about people too. One way that I like to help people is to spend some time by myself thinking about Mm. how I can, you know, content that I can, I can share uh, things that I can grow to, to better help them. And then when I'm with people, I've also found that I tend to do better one-on-one that in in large groups. Sure. And if I'm in a large group, I'm I'm probably working a little harder on sure. how I'm going to work that group. Uh, I had a really extroverted grandma and <laughs> she could work the room. Okay. So she, I learned that skill from her. But that but Your it's mom's not a, mom? Yeah, oh, mom's mom. but it's not a it's not a natural yeah. personality thing for me. Yeah. There's this question that gets asked in the Ipset, especially when it comes to spiritual gifts. Um of why do you think God gave you that spiritual gift? And I love that question because there's not inherently a right answer. Like there's a big, broad, cosmic right answer, which is for his glory. I want to kind of dive in a little bit to Dan. Like why do you think God has the young family's pastor at Bloomingdale, an introvert? Good question. I don't know if I have the 100% answer for that, but like I see my my profile and who I am as a person. I'd love to be a supportive person mm. coming alongside people, helping them be who God wants them to be, mm. to realize their potential. And I don't want to shine. I want other people to shine mm. for the Lord. And so if I can do that and be a part of that with young families and people in a similar stage of life as me, knowing they're not alone and, and helping them get the tools they need in parenting and in following Jesus and trusting him, growing as disciples of him. I love that. Mm. Yeah. So then, Scott, as a worship director, your ministry is a little bit different than Bill and and Dan's, um, in that you're usually working with smaller groups of people, typically, mm-hmm. and it's it's a lot of programmatic stuff. It's a lot of planning out our worship services. That J, um, judging versus perceiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, what is your attitude towards the external world, and how do you prefer to live? Is sort of the question that surrounds that. Um, can you explain what that J means in the context of being a worship director? So I think judging and perceiving is one of the more difficult ones to understand exactly what it means. The way that I've always interpreted judging and perceiving, which I think is exemplified by my parents, (laughs) one of whom is a J and the other of whom is a P, um, (laughs) is that judging personalities, I just want to make sure I get the terminology right, see decisions and perceiving people see options. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, In other words... Uh, I th- I think of judging people as like I want this decided and done mm-hmm. so I can put it away and work on other things. Mm-hmm. And perceiving people are like I want to make sure I can make the best possible option, so I want to leave it as open and as possible for as long as possible yeah. to get as much information to make the best decision. Yeah. Um, obviously benefits to both. And so as a J, I think one of one of the things that is uh, a 
pretty big part of my job is making sure that, you know, we have the people that we need hmm. every week. Yeah. Um, and so as a J, liking things to be locked down and organized, you know, it I it comes very naturally to me to look at the weeks and, you know, to f- feel mildly unsettled until I know, like, okay, this is who's playing the drums this week. This mm-hmm. is who's playing guitar this week. This is whatever. Um, and then there's another part of it that I have had to adjust to, which is certain people are really easy to to nail down, you know, like this is yeah. my schedule for the next three months, and so I'm available at these dates. And other people are, for whatever reason, schedules, work stuff, whatever, they're not. Um, so finding that balance of who do I need to know far enough in advance and who is who can I plan, you know, just a week or two in advance mm. um, and, and, and finding that balance. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely if if you're trying to piece it all together like the night before rehearsal, which could be a, a pitfall of of being a P in that kind of scenario. I don't know. I'm not a P. Um, <laughs> that could definitely cause some problems, I think. Sure. Daniel, I want to give you a chance like with this really the broader point of the Ipset, right, is bringing us more in line with God's plan for us by understanding who he is making us to be, who he's built us to be being better able to see where he's calling us, right? And and like Bill is in a great situation. He's in a job that really aligns well with a lot of his personality and a lot of his innate, you know, the way he likes to handle things. Again, Scott, like that systematic sort of J aspect of of planning things out and and having rules, having a system, having a uh, a management style. How can we use this information? to be more in line with God's sort of plan for us? Well, first of all, when we talk about these type of things, we usually start with work Mm. because it makes sense to us. But I would want to make sure I say on the front end that this is whole life stuff. So God Mm. doesn't, God didn't just design us for work Mm. and finding fulfillment there, but really uh, in who we are with our families in our communities, uh, as we serve, as we work, all of those things together. Mm. So one of the scriptures that really helps me to understand all this is Ephesians 2.10, which says, for we are God's uh, workmanship or masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has planned in advance for us to do. And so the starting point to think about your question, Max, is that our intelligent designer, God, not only did he create and design the entire universe that we uh, exist in so masterfully but then he he designed each one of us very intentionally and we are each person each one of us is his workmanship Mm. and so part of the process is just understanding gaining a a better sense of who god designed us to be Mm. but i don't leave it there sure and and scripture doesn't leave it there either i believe that god has uh, specific things that he wants us to walk out. Mm. And, and so that's a, a, a discernment process of seeking to understand what are those things. Mm. And I kind of wonder if, uh, if God is very happy with the life we live, but if there's maybe things that we miss mm. um, because we're not, we're not asking enough, yeah. asking God. Um, so why does, why does personality fit into all that? It's just part of the puzzle. Mm. As part of understanding, this is the hardwiring piece of of who we are. Yeah. Um, so as we seek to gain better understanding of that, it it helps us to to navigate those those bigger questions of 
who we are and what does God have for us to do. Hmm. So when it comes to collaborating between, you know, the four of you, the five of us, and as a staff, when it comes to combining together people who are, who are different, like how do you see those, those differences start to, to produce strengths, um, whether it's in life or, or in work or, or in a ministry? A lot of times these type of assessments are done on a team, so you get to know the other people. And when you have some working knowledge of other people on your team, you understand how they think about things. So, for example, today we had a, a team meeting, and one of my colleagues said, I'd like to s- spend some time just dreaming a little bit together. Well, he has an end in his personality, intuition, um, which is a great benefit because he's thinking big picture naturally. Uh, but then we also want to, I want to be looking to, to a teammate who has the S, the, uh, the sensing side of, of, of that, because that individual is going to know how to take that big picture and bring it down, break it down into details that we can actually get something accomplished. So we're not just out there dreaming about things mm-hmm. and dreaming, 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 and not actually moving things forward. Mm. So that's a, a, a good example of having yeah. a, sure. both yeah, ends, yeah. Team, what makes the team stronger. Do you guys have examples in your ministries of people who, whether it's people in this room, people on the staff, lay people, volunteers, um, who really help sort of give you that boost of of balance? I don't know what all of the um, personality types of my various worship leaders are, but I think um, Megan, uh, I mean really all of you, uh, but Megan, and I say all of you because Max is one of them, um, and <laughs> I'm answering his question. Really, all of you guys is my worship leaders, <laughs> and Dan is our worship pastor. Of course, uh, of course. Which is a joke that doesn't get made enough anymore. No, no it doesn't. Um, but yeah, really, all the worship leaders. But I'm thinking especially of Megan because I feel like she does this just very naturally. Um, just come up with creative ideas, and and it's really a benefit to me. Uh, as I mean, it's the same example really that Daniel is just giving. As someone who can see the pieces required to make it happen, you know, mm-hmm. Megan. Unfortunately, um, we're not able to do it right now because some of the members are under the weather. We have to push it back indefinitely. But um, Megan wanted to do a, like a women's quartet. Um, and so she found a song and she said, I think this would be really cool to do. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, I scheduled the rehearsals and I made the arrangement and, and it was going to happen. And the only reason it's not happening is because of, of sickness. Um, and it'll happen somewhere down the line. But that the idea the creativity from Megan and then the logistics to you, you know, my thing is logistician yeah. for me, yeah. uh, may, are going to at some point make something really, really cool. And it's, it's going to be awesome. Hmm. Bill, do you have anybody balancing you out? Oh yeah. I, I don't think it was so much as personality though. It's more in line with giftedness. Yeah. Okay. So people are really good at things and I appreciate them stepping up and saying, Oh, I'll do this with you. Hmm. I mean, it happened again today. Dan Marcello's very, very good about just saying, hey, are you having trouble getting on Zoom? Yes, I am. What's the problem? (laughs) Well, for some reason, my toolbar isn't showing up at the bottom of the screen. I've just been waiting for this to bubble up. But then once I was in there, there was something else that happened. And he says, oh, you know, you've got to do this, not that. Mm. Well, he's really good with technology. He's really good with people. He loves the support and help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That lights my fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he just sensed Bill's not on this Zoom call. 
Maybe I'll run downstairs and see what's up. <laughs> yeah, it was a good thing. Yeah. We could still be just sitting there in the black. <laughs> <laughs> and your camera wasn't working either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was the trifecta today. Dan? I think my wife helps balance me out a lot in the mm. sense of thinking of big picture versus like practicality. For me, me, it's really, I love practical things that are, you know, easy to get your, easier to get your mind around of this is the next steps for like the next, you know, short term. Mm. But I, I appreciate that my wife and other people around me do push me to think bigger picture because that doesn't always come naturally to me. Yeah. To be like a big picture a dreamer or thinker of what could it be. Absolutely. So I like to surround myself with people like that because it does, does force me to, to think differently mm. and to consider different perspectives. I, I want to know if you guys experience this, but one of the things that I experienced because of the Ipsat and, and especially because of the personality section and the strength section, spiritual gift section, is really an ability, a renewed ability to take ownership of the way that I naturally do things. Um, I think I, you know, just through all kinds of avenues, whether it's social or education or um, just self-imposed pressures, it's easy to say the way that I want to do it is probably the wrong way to do it. I want to do it like this person I admire. And like when it comes to your personality, and even if it's not in this explicit, like, oh, I know I'm an, EF, an ENFP and that's how I'm going to handle this. But when, it, when you were growing as leaders in the church and leaders in your own lives, when did you become Bill Calvin? <laughs> when did you decide, <laughs> screw it, I'm going to be Bill Calvin? Probably when I started selling cars. Mm. Gave me a lot of confidence. Just be yourself. But I had to go from being introverted to extroverted in order to make a living. Mm. Very difficult to stay inside yourself and meet customers sure. and talk to them about a car and mm. take a lot of money out of their pockets. I, I like this term better than introvert and extrovert. I think we can all see this in ourselves, ambivert. Sure. That you swing back and forth between the two. I I'm a real introvert on Friday, my day off. <laughs> there are times at six in the evening, I'll say to Nancy, you know, I think I only talk to the lady who checks you in at LA Fitness today. I said, hello. And that was it. <laughs> just didn't talk to anybody all day. But that's, that's because I just needed a break from being out there talking to everybody hmm. the other six days. Hmm. I had an experience kind of like Bill's where I was pretty shy, introverted. Um, started to work as a cashier at a home improvement store hmm. that has two words in the name so you can, I don't think it's, it's not, a problem to say okay home not depot. problem to say home depot <laughs> we, I don't know <laughs> and it, it was a, by Lowe's. <laughs> it was a real like I couldn't just ignore I was a cashier so I had to talk to people and God really used that to draw me out of myself because mm. uh, I was really very stuck in just being afraid to talk to people or engage with people in mm. social setting and and I was also really getting really a lot more serious about my faith at that time and that became about sharing the gospel and just becoming really bold about that in a way I hadn't before. Mm. So that was a, a work scenario mm -hmm. that God used mm. to help me grow and develop. Sure. Daniel, what made the Ipsat like so important to you? Like, I think you're really on fire for it, and I think it's a really cool thing that you've brought to our church, and I'm happy to be involved with it, and I know it's done a lot for me. Um, where does that come from? Remember the old commercials? Not a, 
with uh, the hair loss for a man, and you say, not only am I, Phil would know it. Not only am I a, the president of, you know, hair restoration, I'm a customer. <laughs> <laughs> so what was going on in my life at, at the time when Ipsa was coming around is I was doing a lot of exploration, hmm. trying to gain a better sense of who I was and and what was really where, where is God leading me? What, how can I be best serving his kingdom? And so while I'm on that process, I'm, I was actually receiving coaching and, and really just uh, doing some assessment work, came across IPSAT. And so I started with re- being on the receiving end and then realizing that this really made a difference in my life hmm. and my personality and just some of the ways that God's wired me, he's wired me to help other people through this. Yeah. And so uh, I, I started moving that journey. So, for example, in my personality, I also have a, a, a strong J, and so I can get things done. I could could uh, do the things that needed to be done to create a course and, 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 and that kind of thing. Mm. But I also have an N personality, which means I, I see the future, I see the big picture. And so mm. I, I could see what things could look like before we even put we even started putting them together. Sure. I'd like to say this about Ipsat. Please. Part that I found most helpful was the sections, my passion profile. Hmm. And Daniel went over this with me. It was very helpful because it confirmed what I'd been thinking anyway. But hmm. for instance, evangelism. You scored 100 out of 100, which translates to a level four passion. That all right. No wonder I love doing this. <laughs> and then another one was real high. It was leadership development. I think that was like 98 out of 100. Translates to a level four passion. So the things that I get to do at church are the things that I'm passionate about. I don't mm-hmm. have very much time allotted to, all right, we just got to get through this because it's a hole and somebody's got to fill it. Really nice to have a life where you can work on what you care about. Yeah. Listeners, uh, if you would like to be part of the show, you can send questions, would you rather's, trivia quizzes. Your MBTI. Our, oh, your MBTI profile. <laughs> you can send the first half of our oh, podcast. That too. I like MBTIs. Uh, <laughs> it's a little more optimistic. <laughs> uh, to podcast, podcast at bloomingdalechurch.org. Um, for our closing segment this week, uh, it's time to check in on some some bets. Last week, we celebrated our half-aversary uh, by trying to guess the names of Morgan and Mickey Lang's twin girls. Uh, I guessed Zena and Hermione. Dan guessed Luke and Leia. Scott guessed Michaela and Buggle Snuggle. I guess Luke Snuggle. when I knew they were both going to be girls. <laughs> uh, Scott guessed Michaela and Buggle Snuggle. Uh, Bill guessed something Arabic. Uh, <laughs> uh, they were named yeah. uh, Abby Lou and uh, Leda Ann. I was right. Is well, it yeah. Leda or Lita? <laughs> no. I think it's Lita. Lita? Lita, Lita Ann. By the way, Donna Freeman yes. needs some credit because we did a little poll too with our next gen staff and she chose Abigail. Really? Impressive. Wow. We should, I have it documented in a Zoom chat. We should get her on here because she, she knows is. what she's doing. She she's a prophet. Uh, Dan. You said Leia. I don't know if I said Luke because I knew they were both girls. I don't think. I, don't I think you only gave one. I only gave one. But I think Leia is probably the closest of all of us. So you, congratulations. Do I get jelly beans? Uh, 
I've been waiting for more jelly yeah, beans. Bring back the oh, jelly beans. No, come back on, jelly now. beans next week. Uh, <laughs> for this week's bet, our very own Scott Reed is preaching this weekend. All right. Dan, how many minutes into the service will it be on Sunday morning when Scott begins preaching? Wow. Into the service? Into the service. How many minutes into the service? On which day? On Sunday morning. On okay. Sunday. When okay. Scott begins his message. And he has to start. He could stand there holding the microphone at his side for like 20 minutes and not say anything, and it won't count. Until 22. Until touch the ice. Until it doesn't start. <laughs> 22. This price is, 22. price is right rules. 22 minutes. There's 22 no rules. in? I'll yes. say nine. Wow. Oh, my God. Because yeah, the baptism's this, on Saturday. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. I'll change I'll uh, it right now. Daniel? 6.5. 6.5? Yeah. One song. He's going to want to get up there right away. He's a J. You know, he's got a... <laughs> oh, we're not doing baptisms. Scott? Um, I don't know. I was going to guess. Okay, let me think about this real quick. I have more information than I Yeah, you know. will know. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. See, that's the J. And then he'll just adjust. This that. is the thing about Scott is that he's... <laughs> no, I'll just, I'll just wait. <laughs> Hold hold on. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> we got to have that closing announcement, and then I'm preaching. <laughs> It'll just take a really long time in announcements. I'm going to guess 10. Wait, what do you say, Bill? Nine? Nine. Oh. All right. I'll guess 12, then, to 12, make it a little bit more different. 10. When you said 22, I was like, oh, yeah, sure, that seems reasonable. And now it's like, oh, no. no it's nine. Can I change my answer? No, there's no take backs on the Blue Windows. I think Bill's going to be the closest. Bill, I think you're can you take a really long time on the announcements so that I can be right? <laughs> Well, yeah, because ah. Scott gets to decide who wins, basically. Um, <laughs> well, that is all the time that we have this week. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Daniel. Thank, Thank you, Max. Thank you, Max. Uh, Scott, take us home. All right. What was that? You lasso. There was a lasso. That was, was like lasso? a lasso. <laughs> Bring it home. Bro. All right. <laughs> You have been listening to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast brought to you live from Bloomingdale, <laughs> Illinois, the heart of the nation. <laughs> Shush. Jerry Seinfeld married himself in terms of appearance. What? Yeah, you look at his wife when they oh. got married. And she's like, Good grief! It's just an, another what? Jerry Seinfeld. Wow! Really? Sorry, yeah. Mrs. Seinfeld. If you're listening, he looks like a man. Um, Maybe Jerry looks like a woman. Oh my goodness! This is a picture of yeah. I. Good grief! <laughs> <laughs> you're just, that's so cruel, Bill. <laughs>